you should know now, uh, no evening service, just so you can enjoy all your family and picnics and all that sort of stuff that we do. But I think that uh, over the years that has taken a great emphasis and importance off of the 4th of July. So this morning's message uh, is going to be obviously the gospel. It'd be a waste of time if I don't give the gospel. Uh, but it's also going to be history, uh, American history. And I hope that you are stirred to pray for your nation uh, more than you ever have. Simply titled this morning's message, America, America. All right, now, in order to start where American history, then I've got to talk about the Jews. The Jews were handpicked of God, handpicked of God, okay, to spread the gospel. Now, that's obvious in the Word of God. Um, I can, they were to be the oracles of God, which means the mouthpiece of God. They were to speak for God to all the people, all the nations around. And God, for whatever reason, remember he said, I didn't pick you because you were great and mighty and awesome. I picked you because you were puny and little. And that's why they were picked. Romans 3.1 tells us, what advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much in every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Oracles of God. Mouthpiece. Uh, they didn't have a Bible then, didn't have radio, didn't have TV. They had the Jews. And they would say, thus saith the Lord. And God would come forth and speak through the Jews. Acts 7 tells us, this is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in Mount Sinai and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. So this is where the Jews' importance is. The scriptures are the oracles of God. They are the divine revelation. They come from heaven, are of infallible truth and of eternal consequences. The eternal consequences is in your hands, whether you go, I don't believe them. Are you going to have eternal consequences? And at the end of life, we'll see who's right. We just will, the way it is. Now, we also know through history that the Jews rejected Christ and their calling. Maybe not all of them, but on a whole, on a, on a, uh, as a nation, they kind of rejected it. And so history tells us here, and an interesting thing started to happen around the second or third century. It's all leading up to you sitting in America today. A shift started to occur from the second century on. A great influx of Gentiles were receiving the Lord much more than the Jews. So we have so many different nationalities and we think it separates us. Uh, back when I was young, we used to live in Oakland, in Pittsburgh, and that was where, that was called Little Italy. And then on the, on the hill was called Polish Hill, because everybody that was Polish lived up there, kind of all separate. But in reality, it's either the Jews and the Gentiles. That's the way it is. And so as the shift started to turn, it says in Acts 13, Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, the Jews. It says, But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. And so did God. Okay, He didn't abandon the Jews. But he chose them first, picked them first. They kind of rejected it, didn't want anything to do with it. And so God says, now we turn to the Gentiles. 
Now you have to realize scripturally, if you're a student of the Word of God, that God will always rise up another to take the place of the one who doesn't want it. He just does. Or maybe the one who's finished their course and dies. God will raise up another. His plan doesn't stop. Moses died. God had Joshua. Elijah died. God had Elisha. Judas died. God had Paul. So God always has someone on the sidelines. The Jews were chosen to spread this gospel around the world. But they refused to for whatever reason. Just like today, why do people refuse the gospel? Even maybe some amongst us. Matthew 24, 14 says this. And the gospel of this kingdom shall be preached. God can use a donkey, right? He might be using one now. (laughs) I believe that. Jeepers. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. This is why it is being preached, and then shall the end come. So it will be preached, whether you're a part of it or not. Now listen, here we go. Matthew 21, 41 says this. They say unto him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let lent out his vineyard unto another husbandman. The Jews didn't want it. They wanted nothing to do with it. Let his blood be upon me. You remember when he said, they said that? Ooh, okay, so it was. So Matthew tells us, He will miserably destroy those wicked men, and will let out his vineyard unto another husbandman, which shall render him the fruits of their seasons. Now, Matthew 21, 43 says, Therefore say unto you, The kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof. The Jews were called of God, handpicked. They stumbled, blew it, and then said, we don't want anything to do with it. And God said, fine, I'll take another. And I believe America is that other country. I do, I do. You take all the nations from all of history... He says, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth fruits. America, still, 90% of all missionaries come from America. As bad as we are, 90% of all money to produce the gospel comes from America. These are the fruits that prove what I'm saying to you. So, our country, America, has been that light. Now it's lent out. It's going to go back to the Jews. And you can see we're starting to stumble badly as a nation. Many have risked their lives and fortunes to birth this nation well over 200 years ago. Are there any willing to risk it again for America as she lies there on life support? Have you ever been in the ER and seen someone on life support? All the gadgets, all the plugs, all the wires. That's our nation. Lying now on a gurney, an ER somewhere on life support. Is there any coming to her bedside? Is there a stream of visitors coming to and fro, checking on her, watching over her? America! Is there any staying up all night? 
laboring in prayer for her recovery? Or has she been abandoned by self-interest and non-committal attitudes? Have we, as Americans, sucked our nation dry of all her life? Her purpose, her reason for being birthed. The vitality, just taking and never giving back. Is it too late? Are we watching the death of this great nation? Are we going to stand by and do nothing and watch as the light goes out in America? I'm sure you know, and some of you are even Gideons. Gideons obviously are not allowed to pass out the word of God. In our schools. Oh, they might say, yes, they are. Well, they have to go all the way out to the sidewalk or something. Somewhere where there's some imaginary line. God's allowed, God's not allowed. God's allowed, God's not allowed. Through our nation. In Moscow, they're freely allowed, last I checked, to give out. In Russia, freely allowed to talk about the Savior, the Lord, our Lord. They do not have to stand on sidewalks. They can walk right in. So we know that America has slipped badly. Amen. America has slipped badly. We are no longer a nation under God. In fact, they want to scrub it off. They want to take it off. Everything that we stand for, all the seals, look at all the states and all the nations and all the, our, our nation, everything was backed by the word of God. Who does God turn to at a time like this? Now, I know that God can do whatever he wants. But he chooses to work through humanity. Who does he turn through to in a time like this when a nation is in a situation our nation is in? He turns to the believers. He turns to the people of the word of God. He turns to us, you and me. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge, stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Look, sin makes a gap in the hedge of protection that is about a people at which good things run out and now bad things are running in. Isn't it true? Bad things are running in like crazy. But Matthew tells us about the people of God. You, you understand, you understand the eternal consequences. Matthew eleven twelve tells us, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent taken by force. Cutting grass yesterday on my lawnmower with my headsets on. Someone preaching. God reminding me we have forgotten one of the most powerful weapons. It's fasting and prayer. We don't do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah, and also nothing's really going on either. It's another level. It's another step up. We can pray and then God says, Hey, there's sometimes you got to fast and pray. That's where we are. What are we waiting for? 
Maybe you're waiting for me and I apologize. But do you remember the hymn that we just sang? It's a stirring hymn. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. These were heartfelt songs, not gospel chart songs. What will sell songs? Not decorated with lights and things streaming and lasers. Just songs from the heart of people who love God. He's trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He's loosed the fearful lightning of his terrible swift sword. It's the word of God they're talking about. I know you remember the hymn. I could see you when it started. His truth is marching on, it says. Now listen, it's called what? The battle hymn of the republic. The battle. No one wants the battle. Come on, church. It's time to rise up and be what God has called us to be. Soldiers of the cross. It's what we're called to be. Soldiers die. They take hits and injuries. Yes. He has sounded forth the trumpet. He shall never sound retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before His judgment seat. This is what it says. Oh, be swift, my soul. Don't be a sluggard. Be swift, my soul, to answer. Be jubilant, my feet. Me, me, I will. Why? Why be jubilant? Why? Because our God is on the march. He's marching on. And He looks to you, His people. It's a battle hymn, church. And this is how we do battle. James says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I've been robbed of that. The effectual with effect. Pray with effect. Not this, now I lay me down to sleep. Pray with effect. Oh God. Availeth much means, availeth means to be a force. Your prayers are a force. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to pray. Doesn't want you to come to this church. Doesn't want you to read the word of God. You are an unbelievable force. Because you can have the ear of Almighty God. What? What? Ephesians says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual beings, against powers. You don't wrestle against dope and porn. You wrestle against spirit of lust. Different spirits. Against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. God says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood with each other, but it seems like we do. 
And all the time the enemy's laughing. Because we're missing the mark. We're not praying with effect. He says, but you do wrestle. You do battle. We are called of God to wrestle against evil. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. With glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. He has. He has. If you don't believe the gospel, I'm telling you, he's transfigured me. It's unbelievable. I hardly believe it. Even what I'm doing now. He died. Listen, to make men holy. Let us die to make them free. While our God is marching on. There is people like this all through our history. I don't know if there's any very present day ones. I'm sure there are. TV will never show you. News will never tell you. Neither will the radio. Proverbs 11 says, When it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoice. I don't think Zanesville is rejoicing. I don't. Uh, I know it's been a while since we've come out here, 1984, but we hardly ever heard of murders. Maybe one. We were shocked when we heard one in this little town. We came from Pittsburgh. Now, you hear murders all the time. I still remember when... uh, Sheriff Lutz's father was shot and killed. I still know right where it was at. We marched at his funeral. Suicide and drugs. It's what we hear all the time. I don't know how you could be a policeman nowadays. You know, almost have, a, have to have a new heart every week because your heart would be so hardened with what you see and deal with. How could you be a judge? I don't know how you could see it and over and over and over and over. With what's going on with our nation. God through Jeremiah says. Call unto me. And I will answer. And show thee great and mighty things. Which thou knowest not. I don't know how he's going to do it. All I'm told is to tell you and me to call. Psalms 46 says. A very present help in trouble. And you know it. There is times in your life, no one around, no showboating, no nothing, no church, no way. People see you hold your hands up or sing a song in front of them or preach in front of people by yourself in some wretched situation, scared to death, and you called. And he was a very present help in your time of trouble. Our nation is in trouble. Listen to me. The people of America are broken. They're broken. They do not know the way anymore. That Fox News will do that Walter's World and ask them questions and it sort of has a smirk and a humor to it makes me want to vomit. 
when I think of what's happened to our nation and the people of it, it doesn't make me doesn't make me laugh. It makes me. In fact, now I turn it off. I don't even want to watch it. I don't want to see it. Our nation is trouble. Is in very trouble, and the people are broken. And God said, "I'm proclaiming that I'm here. I'm a very present help in trouble." And the alcoholic has to admit, "I'm in trouble," just like we, the people of God, in this nation that God has given us. Jeremiah twenty nine twelve says, "Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you." You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. I will. I'll do it. I'll turn it around. Psalms 91.15 says, He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Your God says that about you. To those who will call. Maybe you're thinking, gee, pastor, settle down. You're an alarmist. And I say to that, you're right. I am an alarmist. And Joel 2 tells me, blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the habitation of the land tremble for the day the Lord cometh. For it is nigh at hand. It is. Man, how do you wake up every morning from a dead sleep? Some alarm screams. In your ear and you hit the snoo. Alarm wake. And you're up. I don't know how many more July 4th we have in front of us. Romans 13, 11 says, And know that the time, that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. We're in some kind of stupor. Some kind of walking coma. Some type of sleep. I don't know what's the matter with us. I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to have to come around and, and, and paint the uh, Christian Judah, uh, star on our windows like they did in World War II and then bust through your window before you start getting an alarm. We can do it, church. We can. We really can because people have done it before and history has recorded it. Josephus has recorded All these people in the gospel and the Old Testament have recorded it. We can't do it. Don't wait to get motivated. Do it and the motivation will come. Stand in gap this morning for our beloved America. God tells us over and over, if my people, not politicians, not the next election. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and... Man, oh man, oh 
man, oh man, what a promise. That great promise of answered prayer also includes the condition of repentance. Absolutely, Americans. Absolutely. Every one of these holidays, Memorial, July 4th, and Labor Day, you know, we've, we've done it enough that I know unless people move in our neighborhood. We live down in Spring Valley. I don't know how many homes there are, 40. The first year, we're going on and just planting flags under everybody's mailbox. Okay? Now, I'm in a subdivision of a state that's kind of in the middle of our nation. And for the first time, I'm wondering, ooh, I wonder if they're going to like this. Putting the nation's flag in a street in Ohio. I'm going, well. You know what I'm talking about now. And now they're wanting to, they're, they're prosecuting and, and cities are rising up and making people take down the flag. All this stuff that's going on. So this great promise can come to pass if we as Americans repent. Christian Americans as the people of God humble themselves and say, pray and seek the face of God, but we must turn, turn from our wicked ways. It wasn't enough that they merely turned their heart to God. They must turn their life around. That's what repentance is, turning around. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive your sin and heal your land. Then God said, see, I swear, I swear all the time and, and preach all the time that the condition of this Nation is a direct reflection of the condition of the church, not the White House. Easy to cast blame. God doesn't say, if my politicians, if my Senate, if my Congress, if my people. See, you and I have been dummied down to the point that, what's it matter what I do? What I say, what I pray. Little grandma can hardly get around and shakes when holding her cup of coffee. Think, what can I do? Gosh, we have been sold a bunch of lies. A bunch of lies. It's time for the church of Almighty God to stand up. God simply promises to hear the prayer of his humble, prayerful, seeking, repentant people. We can do that. I'll tell you what we're going to do this morning. I, somewhere along the way, I've lost my watch. So I don't know where it is. It feels like it's early. This is what we're going to do. We're going to bring America to this altar this morning. You should say, well, America, I mean, God's not an American. I, I, believe me, I understand that. But it also says in Psalms, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thy inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. That was written in Jerusalem and Israel. That, that was the hub of the world. We are the uttermost parts, America. And God says, you ask, and you go at it like God says he'll go at it. God says, I'll give you it. And we're going to ask for America back. How dare them? How dare them rob us of our calling that we are to be the light of this gospel until God says the Jews will come back, they'll see, they'll get it, and they'll be it.
Isn't it interesting, at least up to this point, which is now very iffy, all through the down things of all the ages, America's always been on the side of Israel. Always! Why? Because of the scriptural roots that are in this nation. They know. And now the roots, one by one, have been pulled out. And you look at that silly Walter's world, and I don't know. But you know. And you know. And all you people over there know. Our country is not in the hands of politicians. It's not. It's in the hands of the remnant. It's in the hands of those who believe in prayer. It's in your hands and in mine and in this church that God has called you to be, to come here. Now, I have a video, lengthy, but so be it. It's too bad. I, I want you to see it. I especially want our young people who no longer talk. I asked Luke the other day, do they, do they teach you this stuff? They teach about the 4th of July and all that. Uh, a little bit. Do they teach you that George Washington had three or four bullet holes all in his coat and said that he believed that he was protected by the divine influence of Almighty God for his commission that God has called him to do? Horses shot out from under him? Huh? Hmm? Do they teach you about the mayor come? compact, the Mayfield compact, where they're out there in that ship writing that for the furthering of the Christian. That's why they came here, for the furthering of the gospel, because they were not to do it anymore. Mayfire compact. Did they teach you that? Where they were dying and dead bodies in that ship to try to get here. San Salvador named what? In the name of our Savior Jesus Christ. And they put the plant, the flag in. I don't care if they thought it was a mirror. What they thought it was, that's what they said.
Remain standing, please. <clears throat> Why the vicious attack on our nation? Why these unbelievable laws? Why cannot even bring a Bible in school? Wear a biblically scriptural shirt? Why is our nation being told this is why? This made this great. Now they're tearing that. And that's why they don't want the flag to fly anymore. Why they don't want in God we trust. On our coins, on mottos and shields. Ushers, James, we're going to pass out these. This is America in your hands. And we are going to ask you to bring America to the altar. As we prayed. Band, where's our band? Thomas. We're going to pray in faith, believing that this is a beginning, not an end, of something happening inside of us. They're going to sing the battle hymn of the Republic again. And the Bible is also whosoever will. You want to bring your nation, and you come to the altar, and you hold that flag up, and you pray or sing, or worship, or cry, or shout, whatever you want to do. Before you take off for your little picnics and fireworks, and this morning you got a little bit of history. Americans, a little bit of history. Out of this came this. God put it in our hands to be that light. I know we're stumbling badly. I don't know if we'll recover. But I want you to know this. The soil that you walk on has been blessed by God. His grace has been poured out on upon our nation. And your job and my job is now to call out for her. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 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 Happy Fourth of July. God bless you. Amen.